If you're looking for a new way to support SideMission, check out W.GG, an energy supplement company trying to make a difference. Make sure to use code SIDEMISSION for 15% off your order. Thank you, Dubby, for sponsoring this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch, Matt Beck. And today we are talking about a game that has seemingly just taken the gaming world by storm. We are talking about Power World. And this is an exciting one to talk about. And I'm excited that we're doing an episode on this one because I wasn't sure what to make of this game when Kyle first brought it up. He said, hey, there's this game. It looks like Pokemon, but with guns. Let's play it. <laughs> and and <laughs> instantly, on that alone, I was in. So it's worth pointing out before we get into this episode that this game is in early access. So there are performance bugs. There are technical glitches. It's not completely finished yet. In fact, as Kyle has pointed out several times on social media, the game, the developers do give you a warning every time you start the game up that uh, you could experience some of these issues. So it's in early access. It hasn't been finished yet. But goes without saying, based on my intro, we have really enjoyed playing this game. It is not a perfect game. But Kyle, this game, Power World, it's a lot of damn fun. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This game has been my obsession since it dropped. And I honestly thought that, oh, this is going to be stupid. Let's play it. It'll be, you know, funny. It'll be a good, you know, 15, 20-minute episode. Let's just do it for content. And when I saw it was coming to Game Pass, I was like, okay, now we have to because it's free. And, man, this game is so addictive because it's so much more than Pokemon with guns. That was the meme the entire time that this game was marketed until release, and we realized that it's actually Ark Survival meets Pokemon. <laughs> but it, it, while it may not be the most original game, and it was absolutely inspired by other games, I don't think that that means this game is not fun. And I, I think the sales absolutely prove it. This game has sold 8 million copies in less than a week. And that's really, really impressive, considering that's just Steam alone, which the game on there is $30. It's It shows how much I think people really want a Nintendo clone or Nintendo properties on PC. And that possibly opens up discussion for maybe a later episode. But needless to say, this game, even in early access, even as buggy as it is, is really addictive. It's really fun. Absolutely. I mean, you, you really nailed it there by saying it's Ark Survival uh, meets Pokemon, because that's a good example. You know, sure, there's that creature-catching element that all Pokemon games are known for, and it's one of the reasons why people love Pokemon games. Uh, that's there, and it's obviously, again, it's not shy about its inspirations, but the survival crafting, Kyle, and Matt, I don't know why I just said Kyle, Matt's here as well, and Matt's an important part of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but the, the survival crafting and the base building is a really big part of this game. I mean, heck, we talked about it yesterday that, Matt, you know, we hopped in Kyle's game, and obviously 
when you hop in a multiplayer game, you don't hop over there with your character that you've played with in solo. So I've played in my world. My world, I think I'm level 40 at this point. Uh, we've played, me and Kyle have played for a little over 20 hours at this point. I don't know what your playtime looks like, Matt, but it's it's not important. Um, <laughs> I, I figured you'd, I figured, I just figured that you'd put in enough time to talk about it at least. And I think we all three have. Um, but like Matt, we hopped in Kyle's party at level one, and within an hour, really, each of us were caught up and around level thirty. So, uh, you know, it, it's really cool that you can spend a lot of that time building your base and and improving on different structures, and it feels like you're rewarded with constant progression, Matt. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll say this: um, the type of customization that goes into the crafting is actually really well done. Um, I I just I would simply just enjoy building a house like I've had to do it on my game, on your server, on Kyle's server, and each time I did it completely differently. Like I never mimicked how I built it. And what I really like is with the multiplayer here is that you guys were able to help me, you know, by giving me materials because, you know, I was just starting off in a, a, uh, in Kyle's server where you guys already made quite a bit of progress. And I like that y'all were able to help me like by, by building stuff and y'all were able to give me pals that I have yet to see. And I, I love the fact that the pals themselves can, can be put into the base and they're basically just like, I'm not going to call them slaves. We don't believe in slaves at side mission. <laughs> Um, wow. <laughs> so I like the fact that, you know, they contribute to the base and this, you know, like in Pokemon, the only thing that you can do is keep them in your box or keep them in your party. You, there's nothing really for where you can keep Pokemon and interact with them. And I think that's one strong suit that Pal World has is the fact that each each pal itself has a purpose. It serves a, you know, it serves some, a, a role. And they did a really good job implementing that with water types, helping out with the gardening, a little bit bigger types, helping out with like, you know, mining for ore or chopping down trees. And the, and the fact that, you know, um, that they're so alive, like they get depressed or they have like their own different like, uh, you know, statistic, like, you know, this one's a hard worker. And the fact that the game will tell you that I think is really cool. And the fact that you're able to, as you're expanding your base, you can increase how many pals are there. Like I've seen well over 30 and in, uh, in, uh, on Kyle's base, I thought that was really cool that they're just, you know, doing their own little thing. And, like, the developers put like, a lot of care into in, into this game, and it really shows. Absolutely. And I, I think you, I like what you said about being able to increase. And I feel like that's being able to increase how many pals you have in your base. That That's something that goes along with that constant progression is you feel like, you feel like if you play this game for an hour, you feel like you can make a lot of progression. You feel like you can really improve your base a lot. You can improve your team a lot. You can make progress in the world in terms of just exploring this really big map. And Kyle, we talked about it. There are several areas in the map we still haven't seen yet. Like, it's crazy just how big this game is. And for all of it to be in early access and for it to be as really well put together as it is, it's really commendable. And Kyle, I think that the developers should be really, really proud of what they've made so far. Obviously, it sounds like I'm getting near the end of the episode. We're not. We're going to talk a lot more about it. But Kyle, for there to be as much here as there is, if you have to pay $30 for this, it seems like a price tag that's well worth it. Absolutely worth it. I think that, you know, some of my favorite moments from this game have actually come from just hopping on one of the pals and flying around the world, just seeing the environment. Um, what I What I really see in this game is potential. Because this is early access, and they're really 
is not a lot of, or there's not really a story period. There's a lot of bosses all over the map that you can fight, and there's dungeons that you can do. Um, there's not really a story, and uh, it's not really, you know, like a main quest or really any side quests to do. However, I think that there is a lot of potential for there to be a story here, for there to be characters and side quests and, you know, big boss battles. It's definitely something that I want to stick with and watch this game grow over time. And I'm very, very interested to see where it is at full release compared to now. Um, Absolutely. I, I yeah. think you're spot on. The the base building, it's not... like Crafting games are not my forte. They are not something I generally enjoy anymore. However, this game allows you to go to the settings and you can change a lot of shit, like the XP gain, the capture rate, you can change the amount of pal appearances in your world, you can change the amount of items dropped, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you can really break the game. And they allow you to do that. So if the devs are allowing you to do that in the settings, it's not cheating. It's it's custom settings. And I really, really enjoy that because it's allowed us to progress really fast. So that way we can, you know, I can get Rusty and Matt together. We can all help each other. So that way we're not spending days and days just trying to level up and build our base we only have to spend, you know, one or two days really building our base, and then we can go out and just explore. We can go out and do all these cool boss battles and see other islands. I highly suggest doing that. I, I have never been shy about playing games on easy mode, about changing the settings. If they allow you to do it, I'm going to do it, because it's in the game. It's not a cheat, you know? I have platinum some really hard games, so I honestly don't give a shit what people think if they think that I'm playing on baby mode or whatever, because... I platinum some damn hard games that didn't have a difficulty setting. I have nothing to prove. And you know, it makes the game more fun, in my opinion. I agree hundred percent. I I always tell people, like, listen, if I'm not playing a FromSoft game or if I'm not playing a Souls like, guess what I'm not gonna do? I'm not gonna force myself to play on a harder difficulty when I do not have to. I am not gonna force myself to play on, on a game that or, or play on a harder difficulty when I've got nothing to prove. I'm gaming to relax and make this podcast with you two. I'm going to have fun, damn it. And that is how I wish more gamers were. Have fun with gaming. Don't feel like you have something to prove. So back on the actual topic of Power World, because I feel like we could do a whole episode <laughs> about that. Yeah. Uh, it is worth pointing out that, again, in Early Access, there are some performance issues. And now, there are, now they... I, the developers have been really, really good about rolling out constant updates. And thankfully, those updates look like they fixed quite a few problems. For example, Kyle, I remember when we played in my world, we had a lot of crashes. And I think at one point we had a crash roughly every seven or eight minutes. It was and it went, Yeah, and it went on for, you know, a couple, went on for, we, we, we endured about five or six crashes before we were like, okay, there's a sign that maybe we're just not in a good spot tonight. Oh, well, we'll play it, try it again tomorrow. Well, there was an update between that time and when we played it again, and we got through about 35, 40 minutes straight before the game had any kind of a slowdown or a crash. And that was the only one we experienced in that two- or three-hour playing session. So, safe to say, they have rolled out some really good updates that have they've been really good about 
listening to what the feedback is, and I like that from a developer. That's great. We praised Round 8 and NeoWiz when they did the same thing with Liza P. We're going to absolutely praise the developers here because that's awesome to see that they are listening to the crowd, they're listening to their players, and they're fixing issues that players are having. It's awesome. I also like, and Matt, I don't know if you've taken a look at this yet, and you can let me know if you have or haven't, I like that there's a roadmap for future content updates as well. I think that's really cool that they have a whole plan of different things to roll out leading up to launch. Yeah, I was actually taking a look at that, and um, it's definitely very, um, you know, something to look forward to, especially in a game where, you know, there's still so much left to do. I mean, to, I mean, if, if you're like me, when you play Pokemon games, you like to complete the Pokedex, and that's kind of like here in this game as well. And now they're saying that they're going to be adding more pals and more locations, which I think is really cool, plus the introduction of, you know, PvP, so basically, you know, one thing that I enjoy doing in Pokemon is battling. So I love the fact that we're going to be able to battle each other with our pals because that is just even more stuff to do here. Um, what was the other one that I think I saw? So there's PvP and um, raids. I think they said that they were introducing more of these kind of raids. Um, so that's also really cool, something to look forward to. I uh, like the fact that, you know, th with this roadmap, it really shows that developers are not just going to, you know, release this game and, you know, patch it every so often, but they're actually going to, uh, you know, really uh, expand upon it and support it. And I like that, especially when it comes to a game like this, because when Game Freak releases a game, uh, you know, they they release the game, and then about a year later, they'll they'll have some DLC. They used to have like a third game to go with it, but you know, they they use DLC now. But they're not really introducing new modes or anything like that. So when you have a smaller indie developer like this, and they are really expanding upon you know what is already out there, and this is this is before like we you know the full games even released, since it is still in early access. That right there gives me the confidence that we're going to see the vision that they have for this game when it's finally ready it's, it's finally out of early access and i'm really looking forward to it absolutely now i do want to talk about it because i think that it's relevant to this game we've talked a lot about i think we've touched on everything regarding just the gameplay i think we've touched everything one thing i did want to ask you guys that someone mentioned in the rollout of potentially them adding a sphere that allows you to throw it at other players pals that have been captured and it gives you a chance to capture their pals that seems really toxic. <laughs> That's rude. I, they better not yeah. do that. That would be wrong. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Imagine you're battling somebody, and then all of a sudden they throw, they pull out a spear, and they throw it at your pal. I'd like, that's so just big. evil. Dude, I would throw a spear at somebody's pal, and while it's doing a little catch thing, i just go beat the shit out of them. <laughs> that's so wrong. Like that's, it's so toxic, man. I Listen, there's a part of me that would find a lot of humor in that. I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that would really enjoy that. Um, I think that, and, and, and I want both of your takes on this because we, we all have varying degrees of experience with Pokemon. The main thing I take away from Power World is I love this game. And I think that it's got a chance to really, really be something special. I hope that a game like this motivates Game Freak. And that it shows them, hey, if we will try to do things differently, if we put more effort into our games, we could have a game like Power World that has at this point, what, over 8 million in sales, over 7 million in sales on Steam alone? And that's not factoring in yeah. Xbox or Game Pass users? Like, yeah. 
I would love for this to motivate Game Freak and be like, hey, if y'all put this kind of effort in, if y'all update your game consistently, this could be you with Pokemon. Pokemon's the biggest franchise in the world, but the problem is it has had no competition for the last several years. It really has had no competition, I really think, ever. Like, the closest that it came with regards to, like, TV property or anything like was probably Digimon, but Digimon never really came close to the popularity that was Pokemon, at least not in the States. You know, maybe maybe um, in Japan, maybe 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 Digimon was pretty was closer there, but I doubt it because Pokemon's massive over there. It's where it was created. So for me, I hope that this shows Game Freak. Hey, you've got competition now. You got to step it up. And Kyle, we talked about it. Matt, I think me and you have talked about it as well. I'll let you both kind of give your thoughts on it, Kyle first, then Matt. But I really hope that Game Freak is motivated by this competition for their next release. I agree. I would like to see uh, the next Pokemon game evolve. Now, I don't think there necessarily needs to be base building and crafting or guns or any of that shit, but what I think they could do are add different elements. Like, add, you know, like what I was talking about, you know, on the last episode about Last of Us, how they add a different, you know, element to the gameplay to this already, you know, known genre. Pokemon should do that with their game. They should add, try different things, you know. Maybe not go all the way to crafting but have you know a sort of base where you could have your pokemon out and you know you could bring people there and be like hey look at you know all my pokemon out you know like they have different things that they could do you know not necessarily working but like different activities it'd be cool because then you could bring your friends over kind of like you know that was one of the biggest things about animal crossing one of the biggest things was i want to come to your island i want to see all the shit that you have It'd be really fun to do that in Pokemon. I want to come over and I want to see all the, you know, shinies you caught or the legendaries that you have. And, you know, I want to see what they're all doing, you know, at your Pokemon house. That would be something I think would be fun. Or, you know, just any kind of different, you know, really gameplay element there. Um, I think would be cool if we got to see the franchise uh, evolve in some way like that. Me personally, I want Game Freak to take a look at this game and realize that Pokemon are more than just props for battling and things like that because a lot of people gain attachments to them because there's, you know, we're well over a thousand of them now and everybody has their own favorite one. You know, I think one issue that I've been having since Sword and Shield is the fact that I understand that there are so many, so Game Freak, you know, has to, you know, make cuts. And I know we ended up creating something called Dexit way back when Sword and Shield first announced that not every Pokemon will be in Sword and Shield. But I, I hope that with future gener like you know, future games that Game Freak takes a look and actually makes treats the Pokemon and you know, gives us more ways to interact with them. They've done a couple of things like that before where it's just like, you know, you can feed them or you can have a picnic with them and things like that. But I wanna actually be able to play you know mini games with them or uh you know use them in, use them in certain ways like i think that would be really cool um my biggest thing that i do want game freak to know is they just need to work on their performance because scarlet and violet and arceus are stepping in the right direction i like this more open world thing that they've been doing but unfortunately the performance has just been very lackluster and the fact that they acknowledged it was pretty big but even though they acknowledged it they did not fix the issues. They had two DLCs that came out for Scarlet and Violet, and not one of the performance issues was, was you know, it was not fixed. In fact, it introduced more issues that people were having, and Game Freak has to once again release new patches for them, which is in return making more problems. 
Game Freak, I honestly think that they need to figure out a new engine. They need to maybe get some help from other developers. I absolutely think that the uh, Xenoblade developers, they helped out the Breath of the Wild team, and we saw how well that that turned out. I think that they maybe they could get some help from Monolith Solved about you know creating the next region and the performance issues and actually you know put care into it. No pop-ins, no falling to the ground, no weird glitches where your character grows really long arms and turns into this like Lovecraftian like cosmic <laughs> horror type of thing. Um, I mean, like the Pokemon models was definitely an improvement. They don't look so plastic anymore like you know there's actual shaders on them like uh so viper actually looks like it has scales magnemite actually looks like it's made of metal that was a step in the right direction with the models i just think that they need to do that and put that kind of attention into the actual world itself get the pikmin art team to do it oh my god hey they make good they make good environments they make a really they make a good it's a good looking game pikmin 4 is very good looking Yeah, and I agree with what both of you said, ultimately. I think that the big thing with Pokemon right now is the performance has got to be better with their next game. To take that a step further as well, I mean, I know we didn't do a a review of it, but uh, Detective Pikachu Returns had similar performance issues. It it wasn't, it didn't look great. It looked very, very bland, kind of blobby almost. Uh, Didn't look, there was a lot of real detail that was put into it. So the hope is that, Game Freak sees that people like what Power World has done. They see this craze that it's created because, you know, we, we talked about it, Kyle, that every so often, you know, we get games that kind of transcend transcend gaming in the medium of gaming, games that kind of just take over the industry and everybody gets addicted. So to give an example, like in 2018, it was Red Dead Redemption 2. In 2022, uh, it was Elden Ring. In 2020, it was Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's games like that that kind of become a little bit more than just a game. It's an experience. And it's it's one of those times in your life as a gamer you don't forget. And I feel like we're living through another one of those moments right now with Power World, Kyle, where, sure, it's not a perfect game. Sure, it could probably look a little bit better right now. But, man, it's got the gaming world in a stranglehold, and it's been really impressive to see this run that it's gone on in the last week or so. It absolutely has. I think that, you know, it it shows, it really shows that, you know, even if you launch a game that is buggy, that crashes, that has a lot more downloads than you're expecting and causes the servers to overload and, you know, not be able to save and all, I mean, it, had all, it still has quite a few issues, like sometimes the PALs won't, you know work at the benches or you know at whatever station you need them to yet it is because i think it actually has become the most played game on steam like or it's had the most concurrent players at one time it's overtaken every game including PUBG, i believe which is insane because like we've said this whole time this game is an early access there are plenty of bugs there are plenty of issues, but people continue to play this because it's not only fun, but the devs are listening to them, they're fixing shit, and that is, you know, ultimately what I think not just Game Freak, but a lot of developers should take into account is that if you can get in there quick, if you can you can launch a game that's fun, but it's got issues, and you fix them consistently, or you're at least transparent with your fan base, unlike 
how conch media was when they dropped saints row and that buggy piece of shit just didn't work and when we complained about it they just made fun of us that's how you that's the opposite of what you're supposed to do uh i i really like how they've handled this i really like that you know they're not just shying away from the fact that this game has issues they accept it and they say hey we're working on it it's it's a good example Absolutely. Well, fellas, is there anything that either one of you wanted to address that we haven't talked about Power Word? I feel like we've touched on a little bit of everything. I feel like this has been a really, really good episode. I don't know, people at home are probably like, eh, this has been kind of shit in my opinion, but um, <laughs> but is there anything that we haven't touched on that either uh, one of you want to talk about? Uh, I just want to talk about how hilarious that it is that you can catch humans in this game. Because that right there <laughs> seems so, so messed up. It is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually have uh, so you can build like a viewing cage to put pals in for people to come and, you know, look at the the unique pals you've got and I have this viewing cage at the top of my house and all I put in there are humans, all the different humans I catch. I'm not out here to just fill the pokédex. I'm trying to catch every single human on this island. Oh my god. This I, I feel like we're going to get in trouble with Spotify or somebody with the stuff that we've talked about <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> Hey, listen, if Side Mission gets canceled because we're talking about catching humans, then just understand we it's been a good run, okay? <laughs> it has. <laughs> but if there's nothing else that either of y'all want to add, Kyle, I don't know if there was anything you wanted to add. No, no, I'm good. That was it. Just wanted, just wanted to make sure I didn't want us to leave anything out. But since that is all, that is going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Side Mission Pod. You can check us out on Facebook as well, at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, for Kyle, for Matt, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.